Welcome to episode 33 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, so welcome along to episode 33 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles in this, web, this podcast. Proudly brought to you by Coffees of Hawaii. Uh, www.coffeesofhawaii.net. So there you go. That's very official of us, isn't it? It is. Yeah. We'll more on that later on. So what have you been up to, mate? Well, it's twice in one week, isn't it? Twice in one twice. week. Twice, we're doubling up the shows. Doubling up the shows. I'm off to Taipei pretty much first thing tomorrow morning, so we've recorded the show on Friday, and you guys probably won't hear it until Tuesday. We're not going to release it until Tuesday, so it doesn't really affect you guys at all, does it? So uh, anyway, it's a short and abbreviated show this week. It is. And uh, what's on the goss? Going to be quality. So we, we pretty much don't have any news. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I've got, got a little, a bit, little of bit of news. We're going to do a coverage on the 70.3, but it's going to be, you guys are going to know the results. So we're putting it on the line. Yeah, we're putting it on the line. We're risking it. We've got a bit of an update on Dicker Man and uh, Long Course World Champs. In Australia. Australia. That's kind of cool. Uh, topic of the week, we're going to leave the same as last week. We've got a few comments on there, which is cool. Uh, website of the week, uh, and then pretty much Coach's Corner. Yeah, we're just going to part two, going into descending and cornering, because uh, we had an email in a while ago from a fellow who lost a lot of time at Lake Placid, so he wanted yep. to find out a bit more about cornering, so we're just going to a few points on that. And then we've got questions and answers. I said a bit crusty today, mate. I'll teach you too much aerobics. I say that every week. I know, but I'm really bad at the moment. It's breaking my heart. Anyway, news this week. So, our late review for the 70.3. Let's have a look at it, eh? What's going to happen this weekend? What's going to happen? I pulled up the old, uh, they finally got the entry list up there. Yep. And we could check it out. So, reasonable size uh, field on the, the fellas. Uh, but, yeah, like we like I said the other day, uh, it doesn't look like Simon Lessing's turning up. Um, and I think he was the hot favourite. Everybody's talked about it all season. They thought... Uh, you know, he wasn't doing Hawaii, and he was training for this, so I'm not quite sure what was going on there. Also, Chris McCormick's name is down there. I don't know if he's racing or not. We actually, uh, he was on an interview on a radio in New Zealand today, uh, so I'm not quite sure. Did he, did he discuss what he was up to? No, well, he just did say he was going to go back to Hawaii, but... Um, yeah, yeah, so I don't, I don't know if he'll be racing or not. It was interesting, because he was saying um, how uh, he was thinking about going to the Olympics, but Hawaii does seem to be his number one goal still. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's interesting. So he's turning up. Uh, we've also got a couple of young Kiwis, uh, Terenzo Bazzoni and Kieran Doe. Um, Doe. Now, they've both shown some pretty good form during the year. So they're the sort of probably the young bucks in the field. Uh, Terenzo's only 21, and Kieran Doe, he's only maybe a year, year or two older than that, isn't he? Yep. Uh, how old's he? D for Doe, he's 25. Um, yep. So those are two youngsters to really look out for. Luke Bell is another one whose name's down there, but um, we've also heard that you know he might be yeah. racing Western Australia. So, so yeah. perhaps a, a number of people here have entered, uh, and they might might not show on the day. So uh, those pros wouldn't pay to be in here, like someone at Luke no, Bell. No, no I so, think so no. Uh, my pick to take the win, uh, if he rocks up, will be Craig Alexander. <coughs> yep. Uh, fantastic athlete, won a huge amount of races in the US. Uh, Specialises more at sort of Olympic distance, but also really. Uh, can ruffle a few feathers over the half Ironman, so I'd be picking him to take the win. Um, what else? And then, I, I, to be honest, I'll put a Paul Amy in se uh, second place. Uh, he's a Kiwi uh, yep. who's now racing for, for the UK. Uh, sensational runner on his day, one of the very, very best runners in the sport. Uh, I think he's, uh, he's due for a good result. And then I'd probably say Chris Lee will be right up there as well. Those would probably be my three picks uh, in, terms, in terms of the guys side of things. 
it looks like we, we mentioned quite a, quite a reasonable size field there. Spencer Smith is also there, so yep. you know he didn't uh, pulled out in Hawaii, pulled out in Florida, so uh, he's certainly going to be fresh enough for it. My good old friend Jordan Rapp, who I picked a long time, is going to be the go. Jordan Rapp. Oh, Jordan Rapp. Don't know who he is, but once I picked him, and uh, perhaps one other one that could uh, could prove uh, to be a pretty pretty handy athlete is Victor Zemensev. He's a very very uh, good runner. And if he can be in the mix coming off the bike, uh, I wouldn't put uh, too much money past him either. There are, there are some decent names there, isn't there? Yeah, you know, you know. but you know they, they're calling it a world <coughs> championship, so it should be. Um, interestingly, you know, what's coming up in the news as well, they've also got the world long course champs mm, uh, mm. next weekend, so one week apart, and I wonder if uh, wonder if they did schedule that at a similar time. So as for the athletes, which one appeals the most? Uh, Obviously the long but, course at the moment. To be honest, no, I don't long course isn't that appealing for the pros you know it's yep. um, it's there and it's a world title but it's kind of a, a hoax world title yep. and the 70.3 I think I mean the guys aren't there to be 70.3 champion they're there ready for the money I would yep. imagine I don't think it's going to but hold do you think because there are some good athletes is it a harder race to make the money in isn't it yeah but the show we should, I don't actually know what the prize money is um, but I'd say it should be pretty reasonable money there yep. you'd hope so that's what's looking like on the fellas side of things. So by the, time, things. by the time you hear this, you could be sitting there laughing. Wait, so I'll make some picks. You're not going to make some picks. Well, Alexander, I think, is going to take it out. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to know who's going to turn up, but... Yeah, that's a problem. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Bias here in terms of Billy Zoni. Okay. Because he's young and crazy. Young and dumb and full of... Energy. Energy. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, Chris Lee as well. Chris yep. Lee. Yep, that's my picks. Very good. Okay. Chick side of things, not as big a field. No, but a few people backing up there from Hawaii. Katie Jones is doing it. Yeah, again. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, Kate Major. Wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if you didn't if you didn't turn up. But Kate Major again. Kate uh, Schumacher. Kate Schumacher. So a few few good girls there. Michelle Dillon, uh, an Olympic distance girl, very very handy runner. If She's she a could, flicker. She could be there. Yep. She. And there's a couple of others actually there as well that are pretty handy. Le- Leander Cave. She's a former world short course champion. Uh, and there was one of Samantha McGlone I think was in there yep she's in there uh, and she, she yep. had some great half Ironmans <laughs> earlier in the year so uh, who are you putting your money on Let, let's assume that uh, McKaylee Jones isn't going to race oh, okay um jeepers I don't know because I don't know any of the short course girls um Kate Major okay I'm going to go for Samantha McGlone first okay second I'm going to go oh, I really don't know <laughs> Yeah, Samantha Lynn McClough. <laughs> I'm going for uh, uh, Michelle Dillon second and Leander Cave third. Okay, and I'll go Michelle Dillon. <laughs> there you go. Piece of cake. So it'll be interesting to see how I didn't copy. I just, no, yeah. you're, not, you're not a copycat. I bet you didn't copy at school either. Never. It'll be interesting, but it will be cool. It'll be cool if we do get some good names here for the race. So, yeah. Yeah, anyway, moving good on. Good luck to everybody else racing there. It's yeah. uh, supposed to be cooling off a little bit in Florida. So, Do you know what kind of numbers do they have? I think they've got pretty good numbers actually. Um, oh, cool. It was 15 pages when I when I looked Whoa. at the athlete guide. Uh, the course is going to be pretty pretty flat and uh, just a few undulations, a few few little uh, bridges to to get over on the bike. Um, could be fairly windy, and then uh, the run's just going to be flat. So it's going to be a pretty flat day yeah. at the office. So it's going to be pretty fast, isn't it? Mm. Unless the wind, depending on the wind. So we've had a dicker man triathlon basically happening over the last few days yeah so we'd, we'd urge you guys to go and uh, have a look at the website it's uh, because we're not going to be doing any show notes for this you'll just have to listen up yep. it's www.multisport-mx.com if you go in there um, when we're recording the show they're only uh, through, got three days of results up there 
Um, but, it's, but it's pretty interesting. There's uh, 14 athletes started in the men's. What's really interesting, just looking at this narrow, is the mix of countries. Oh, yeah. 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 So France, Brazil, Mexico, Switzerland, Hungary, France, Singapore, France, Germany, England, Italy, USA, Germany, Mexico. Yeah, so good mix of countries. So we've got 14 fellas uh, who look like they're, they're, they've lined up for the, the Decker, the 10, 10 Ironmans, and three girls. And there's a couple of people there doing a, a double and a triple. But from from what from what we can see here, it does look like they are doing an Ironman a day. So yep. a bit different to what we were talking about last week with the um, the Decker Ironman, where you did the whole swim, then you did the whole bike, and yeah. then you did the whole run. So but it's crazy because you've got a guy who's done 19 hours. Now he's going to get four hours sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how did he go on the second day? I didn't finish the second day. So there you go. But on, on the opening day, what, what did the first guy finish in? 11 hours? Yeah, 11 hours. Yeah, 11, 11 hours, 11. 11 yeah. And the slowest guy was 19. And then the girls, they uh, 13 and 13. 18. And Some girl did 10 k's of the run. Yeah, so she's probably going to struggle to make it. So day three. Day three, the slowed down to 12 hours 46. Was it the same guy winning after day? Yeah, I think it is, eh? Yep. Yep, Pascal. Yeah, Pascal Jolly from France is in the lead. Yep. He, so he slowed from 11.11 down to 12.46 on day three. And uh, and day two was pretty similar as well, wasn't it? Click on day two there. Yep. Yeah, so the, he's, he's slowly slowing, getting slower. Slowly getting slower by about half an hour to 40 minutes a day. Which is pretty good effort, isn't which it? Which is pretty good. Yeah. Um, we had a few that looked like dropped out after sort of day one. Yeah. Um, so it's down to 11 on day two. Well, on day two, Michael Roberts did 22 hours. Did he make it through Ooh. day three? No, no, no. So it's down to um, down to twelve. But it looks like that Juan Alfredo Muez Montes from Mexico, Mexico, might struggle. He only got thirteen point nine k's of the run done, so he didn't quite finish. So it's down to eleven guys, two girls. Wow, this is and awesome! And that's isn't on it? Uh, day three. There you go. So <laughs> fantastic. We'll, we'll keep you up to date with that next week as well. Once we catch up, uh, <laughs> we'll still be going. Yeah, we'll still be going. <laughs> Okay, so we have got long course champs in Australia. Australia, so we don't know too much about this. Um, best place to get action of this, if you are interested, get some action. is uh, www.triathlon.org. That's the world uh, governing body's website, and you'll be able to get a link off to the site there. Um, but I couldn't actually see uh, who was racing. Um, they tend not to get a stellar field in the elite side of things. Um, it's a good prize money. It's it's okay usually, but it's yeah. it's it's a funny time of the year. You know, it's really late in the season and very very early. Yeah, they they get a big field for for the age groupers, but there's a bit less emphasis on the elite side of things. Um, so that's on uh, this weekend, which will be last weekend by the time you listen to this. Nice, which is very good. Um, we're not going to go into that. Well, we're going, the hot <coughs> topic of the week is still rolling. So we've got, I think we've got four or five replies up there. Yeah, um, we're just talking about pros and and what they can do to try and flex their muscles a bit more and try and get some, some better working conditions, um, better pay from race organisers and, and just some ideas there. So There are keep, some good ideas rolling. up there. I've been reading them. I've been, yeah. yeah. Some people have got some good ideas, but we'll go into that next week. Oh, it's a shortening show. We're just shortening everything up, aren't we? We are. What did I just do there? Oh, okay. Um, okay, so website of the week. Let's, let's, oh, let's get some music in oh, there. Oh, sorry, man. I'm just trying to rush everything. Website of the week. Oh, I'm struggling with my voice, I tell you. Okay, you want to you want to take this feature, or you want me to roll it? I'll out? take it out. I'm a professional, mate. I'm a professional. <laughs> Website of the week got sent by Dr. Sean Barnes. I didn't know he was a doctor, actually. Didn't you? Oh, he's a mate of mine. I didn't know he was a doctor. That's pretty uh, impressive, Dr. Sean. Dr. Sean. I'd like to have the doctor before now. Anyway, it'll be yeah. like Dr. Biv. It's got a good <laughs> ring to it. Anyway, um, what he said, should you be a doctor of? 
Doctor of Aerobics. That's right. Doctor of Aerobicsizing. Um, Jezegetics. So uh, Sean sent us through a link to a New Zealand IMM website, which they've actually recently done up. They have. Yeah. It's quite cool now. Um, yeah. I kind of checked it out. But anyway, um, there's a band has released an Iron Man song. Yeah. I listened to it the other day. I suppose it's not actually too bad. Isn't it? Yeah. No, it's all right. Because a few years ago, Iron Man New Zealand, they had a check out. Were you there when she did that song? Iron Man, Iron Man. No, I wasn't there for that one. Oh, and it was tragic, the poor girl. She uh, she wrote this Iron Man song, and they put her up on stage to sing it all by herself, and everyone's eating dinner, talking away, and she's singing this oh, song, really? and it was just embarrassing. So uh, so hopefully this is a little bit better. Yeah, so no, have you, uh, yeah, I suppose we can't play it through the show, can we? No, we can't. We're no. just checking out the website. But we've got a link to it on our, well, we have it on the show notes, but what I'm going to have to do, because next week I'm not going to have the show notes up, because, well, this week, uh, because I'm away. But next week, what I will do is I'll have a short little bit with on our website of last week's show notes. But if you go through the website, ironman.co.nz, um, you should be able to navigate your way through and find the Iron Man song and have a listen there. Good old, good Kiwi band. And, and you can uh, go on MySpace, they've got a MySpace page. Yeah, that's where you kind of download it from. So, so it's all good. So that's our website of the week, ironman.co.nz. Did you did you download the song and listen to it all the time? I'm, I don't. I'm actually thinking what we should do one week for a more of a lighter discussion is have what's the best training song. Oh, I know you don't listen I, to music. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to help that much on that one. Because <laughs> I was out riding with Jono last week. We were doing uh, we were doing five minute reps when we were coming back from Akira. Fantastic. We're hammering it. We were hammering it. We were smashing it. And I was listening to Johnny Cash, boy named Sue. Yeah. I was fired up, I tell you. Yeah. It was working. So anyway, I was, that came to mind. Anyway, uh, what's up next? Coaches. Oh, wait a oh, we need music. some music. Oh, need some mate, music. It's, it's a low bar show today. Coach's Corner. Beautiful, mate. Beautiful. Bit of different music today. We, we usually get the old bit of jazz or bit of country for me, don't we? But we've gone no. uh, gone urban this week. Urban this week. <laughs> we're, we're, we're urban. Yeah, urban dwellers. <laughs> urban dwellers. But anyway, this week we're going into uh, just a few points on uh, cornering and descending and so on. Last week we, we tried to give a few pointers on, uh, on climbing. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's roll it off. Let's um, get straight into it. I've sort of divided up. I just I was just scribbling a few notes. My P's weren't quite on uh, on form this week. I managed to get a couple of the P's, but not all of them. Yep. Uh, so we've got some basics here. Just some some real basics. What are the P's again? Uh, piss. No. <laughs> Proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. Beautiful. Okay. Remember that. Tell your kids that one. Yeah. Um, so, so just some cornering basics. One thing that scares the bejesus out of me is when I see somebody going around a corner with their the inside foot down and it just comes yeah. so close to whacking into your pedal and I've seen a number of people crash there. So just a couple of cornering basics. Uh, keep your inside foot up. So if, for example, if at 12 o'clock, so for example, if you were turning to the left, you would have your left foot uh, nice and high and your right foot would be at the bottom of your pedal stroke. Yep. That's just one, probably the fundamental of cornering. And it uh, sounds kind of common sense, but some but people don't do it. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, and just another couple of basics. When you're coming out of a corner, try to get your speed up nice and quickly. It's one thing you'll notice if you do do a bit of cycling racing is, is that people attack out of corners lots. So mm-hmm. um, it's really it's a really important thing if you are going to race with other people. Um, I know that's not really our sport so much, but you know in our training we may do that. Yep. And uh, one other thing on cornering is just riding the apex. Uh, so what that means Ooh, is... What does that mean, John? It means... Where, uh, and you've, you can only really do this when you've got uh, road closure or, or you know you've got the whole road open to you. Uh, it basically means you're starting wide on the corner, 
you're cutting in as you're going through the apex and then you're coming wide. But back so it up. What's the apex? Apex is the... The Apex is the Apex, man. The, He's got his hands together and his... We need a video camera here. It's the corner. Basically, the Apex is the corner. So what you're trying to do is not have too steep So you angle. ride the corner. Yeah, you, you ride the corner. Oh, look, let's just, we just stop, wrap it up here with 15 minutes in. I'll, I can't put you off, haven't I? Put me off my stride. Okay, sorry. So basically it means you're starting wide, you're cutting it, coming in, you're cutting into the into tight the part apex. of the corner, into the Apex. You're just a moron. Everybody else knows what the apex is. And uh, and then you're coming out nice and wide on the other side. So you're trying to keep the angles nice and wide so you're not reducing your speed. Oh, you're a moron. Shut up. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm losing it. I'm taking the mic over. He's, he's not having any more. Giggling like a little bloody girl. Um, okay, so that's just a few basics I wanted to clear up before we, before we get started properly. Okay. So, so what else, John? So we're going into descending. Uh Important part of because this was it was this was the area that the, the fellow who wrote in had some issues with it um, at Lake Placid because it is a, a relatively uh, undulating course. It is one lost. of the questions that you get from a lot of new cyclists, isn't it? In particular, mm. you know, how to descend quickly. Yeah, and they're so concerned about it. They sit on their brakes the whole time. Mm. So the, the main thing is, it, it's all about confidence. And it's one of those things we talked about climbing. You're not going to get any better at climbing if you don't practice, and you're not really going to get any better at descending if you don't get practice and and get your confidence up. Uh, so obviously yeah, becoming a fast uh, descender is going to be a little bit difficult and if you live in an area that's uh, pancake flat yep. uh, so then I don't know what your solution is there you got any ideas <laughs> go, go on some go yeah, on some camps you're, yeah going to do big weekends away from home get, get out of town I know that's what a couple of people I coach in Florida do they've uh, they and, live down on the flat and then occasionally may, weekends they go up into the hills I suppose maybe but you know, try not to choose races that are that hilly. Yeah, exactly. You know, if, if you can't get time on hills, then, you, you know, choosing a race that's full of hills is probably not that smart. Exactly. Um, so the first point is, is before you're actually descending in an area that people often lose a lot of time, and especially if it's an undulating course rather than just a straight hill, is when they get to the top of the climbs, uh, they, they're cresting the top of the climb. Do you know what a crest is? You know the crest? <laughs> you know what that one is? Yeah. It means you're getting to the top of the climb. What's the crest? I'm going to have to bloody explain everything I do here. When you're coming, coming to the top of the climb, you want to just push over the top a little bit. What a lot of people tend to do is they're, they're so relieved they're getting to the top, they slow down, they almost come to a standstill at the top. So yep. key things are is you sort of, in that last sort of 15 to 20 metres of the climb, push over that. And then the really important part is you push over the crest of the hill, which is the top, and then you really push that first sort <laughs> of thir- thir- first 30 metres down the other side. You try to get your speed up as quickly as possible and go through your gears. Um, that's an area where you can automatically lose probably you know ten to fifteen seconds if you if you just roll over there and, and, and freewheel down the other side. So the so the key is to really keep the speed up in that last bit basically, and, and then and and over the top, it down and then the get bit. your speed up down the other side, and then you can start to relax a bit more. So, so, so for those who aren't so confident, maybe like still kind of not go so fast at that first point or oh no get your speed up as quickly as you okay, can so regardless yeah. of what speed you're going to go down the hill um you can automatically gain yourself a few seconds or, or not lose those seconds yep. by sort of freewheeling over the top so pedal pick up your pace in the last 15 meters push over the top and push that first 30 and you will get a break down. later on down won't you so exactly mm-hmm. um the key thing is just try to relax try to re- same as we've talked about with running just relax all the way through your body body try to be nice and uh, nice and loose and get onto your drops um, so that's going to differ from person to person. So what we mean by drops is if you've got the regulation handlebars, yep. they're the bendy bits at the bottom. The, at the bottom. Yep. So get onto your drops. A lot of people these days are obviously going to be racing with bullhorns and flight decks and things like that. Um, yeah, in a hilly race, would you use them? 
Well, yeah, you would you would use them. If you, you don't want to go down the hills on Euro bars unless you're very, very confident. But uh, if you are doing a very, very, very hilly course, I wouldn't recommend um, bullhorns or a flight deck. I'd recommend uh, standard Because one, one, one thing, a guy who I was riding with, I can't remember who it was, but they were saying with bullhorns, going downhill is really scary because if you slip, yeah, you come with the front. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've never, I've never ridden on bullhorns. I much prefer just uh, regulation handlebars. Yeah. Um, and the other d- difficulty there is if, if it is a very, very hilly course and you're on bullhorns, and if you're, uh, for those you who don't know, bullhorns are basically the, you've got the aero bars and then just the sides and the bit to hold on to. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't. <laughs> but uh, but you're, you're also probably going to have your um, your shifters on the end of your aero bars, so when yeah. you're climbing, it's, it's difficult to climb. So yep. if you are doing a very hilly course, I'd, I'd recommend um, regulation handlebars. Yep. So get onto those drops, um, and that also gives you a lot more control and a lot more uh, leverage on your, your your brakes. And it's about body position as well. Yep. Yep. Um, got coming to body oh, position. Sorry. Coming to body position. Yep, sorry. Um, so key things are when you're approaching a corner, obviously you want to try and keep your speed up as high as you can. Um, but main thing is you want to look, try to look through the corner rather than uh, looking exactly where you're going in the next couple of meters. It's the same as when you're driving. You actually look where you want to be heading to rather yep. than actually where you are. So to try to look through the corner. Um, and as you're approaching the corner, get your weight onto the back of your seat. We talked about that as well with, with the climbing side of things. So do try to get your weight back. Um, and now we're going to get on to what to do with your body. Okay, I was going to ask a question, but I'm going to hold myself back. Hold yourself back. Um, so like I said, uh, get, still have your hands on the drops. Uh, keep your elbows nice and bent so you can get down uh, nice and aero. That should be all the way down the hill, not just as you're coming into corners. Yep. Uh, as we said before, keep that uh, pedal stroke at 12 o'clock. Going into corners. Going into corners. Okay. But uh, going down the flat bits, uh, six and three? Yeah, six and three. Yeah. Um, or, if, or if you're not pedaling. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is when you've got your pedals at uh, 12 o'clock, and this is something that probably not, not a lot of people do, is uh, put some pressure on your outside foot. So, for example, if you're turning left, you would have your left foot up and put a bit of pressure down on your right foot, and that will just help with your balance a bit more. Uh, this is a, one thing that's a little bit um, personal, personal preference, is some people like to uh, drop their knee quite a long way out, like you'd see with a motorcycle rider. Yep. That's what I prefer to do. Uh, it just helps move your center of gravity and, and your body weight into the corner to get more angle can't you yeah, yeah. And some people don't like doing that but I, I tend to recommend it so drop your knee into the corner like motorcyclists uh, all the time keeping your upper body nice and relaxed and again with your head position there's a few different opinions on that some people like to keep their head sort of up nice and perpendicular with the road uh, other people like to lean their head into the corner so um, just practice both ways and uh, and see what see what you find comfortable do you have a question there? Young, no, uh, I've just never actually thought about my head when I'm going into corners. Yeah. yeah. So I know when pilots, uh, I'm pretty sure when pilots actually are doing like turns and things like that. They adjust your balance. That's what I'm thinking. If you t- yeah, yeah, so it changes everything. I try it? to keep my head kind of perpendicular. Yeah. Um, but I know that there is a school of thought which people like to um, to move their head to the side. So just practice with the two and find out what feels more comfortable with you. Uh, something that takes a bit of skill is actually leaning your bike and using your body weight to go into the corner, and that's what you, you really you do need to do. That uh, obviously you've got to be a little bit cautious with that if you are if it's wet conditions. You yep. know, if you if you really are leaning your bike, bike <coughs> tires are pretty pretty uh, pretty thin, and they're pretty easy to slip out. So mm. as long as it's dry, um, get a good lean going, get that knee out, get your body weight over a little bit, uh, but obviously be a little bit cautious. So the advantage of that is that you can get more angle coming out of the corner. Exactly. Yep. And just you, you, the whole thing about cornering is you're trying to 
keep your speed as high as yep. possible going through the corner, obviously trying to be as safe as possible. Mm. Um, it takes a bit of confidence to do that. One little exercise people can do is actually on the flat is actually just freewheeling, uh, get your speed up and actually just practice leaning your bike while you're keeping your, your body straight up uh, and just lean your bike and just actually freewheel for a few seconds then slide your bike to the other side just so you can practice that movement of actually seeing what your bike and, and getting that feeling of your bike actually leaning. Yep. It's, uh, it takes quite a while and it takes quite a bit of confidence. Um, one other thing that I'd, I'd recommend is actually going out cycling with some good cyclists and try and follow them down the climbs. Um, so you can f- follow their lines. You can follow yeah, their lines yeah. and you can also see their body positions move and things like that. So uh, I go cycling with these guys who are you know pretty decent cyclists and I'm not, like, I'm not the fastest down here but I'm not bad. And they just fly, yeah. you know, and they're just so awesome. And they put so much time on me going downhill, mm. you know, and I normally beat them up the hill and then they came me downhill. <laughs> you don't, I mean, you can be, you can go crazy downhills and take lots of risks, but if mm. you just take a few simple simple things, uh, you can just improve But the thing is, these guys, they don't look like they're taking risks, they're just very experienced and, yeah. you know, they pick the right lines, good body position and, you know, really confident in what they're doing and mm. uh, definitely put a lot of, they can put, you know, a good gap on me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, braking is obviously a pretty uh, key area if you go go out with new cyclists they tend to be just on their brakes the whole way down yep. um, What you're, it's a little tricky when you're racing because you may not know the course really well but if you do if you do know the course and you're out on training rides and things like that what you're trying to do is you're trying to brake in advance of the corner um, you obviously don't want to brake too much but when you're actually going round the corner, yeah. you don't really want to be braking because what that does, it really sort of straightens up your bike and it causes you to skid a bit more. Especially if it's damp. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you'll just be off on your ass in no time. So so um, yeah, when you're out training, try to go through corners. So, so brake to a speed that you know you can go through the corner at and then try to go through the corner without uh, touching your brakes. And then obviously, like I said earlier on, when you're coming out of that corner, try to get your speed up nice and quickly again. Yep. Um, Okay, so worst case scenario. So let's let's think about when those times when you're actually going wrong. You know, when you go into a corner, you may have got the right long, the wrong line, um, or you're starting to wobble. You know, like what do we do in those situations? Uh... <laughs> well, obviously, you're going into a corner in the wrong angle. You've got to yep. you just get on those brakes as, exactly. as safely as possible. Yep. And try to try ride out the angle. So, like, if you've gone in the wrong angle too sharp, maybe then you actually try to go wide on the road exactly. without going off the road. Yeah. Um, Sometimes as well, if he's going down a straight hill, like I did a race earlier on in the year, and we were going down up in Nelson, there's a hill, I can't remember what it was, we were flying down this hill, and uh, it was a damp day, and it was lots of cyclists around me, and I was fear crapping myself, because we, <laughs> we were just flying, and I was getting speed wobbles as well, and yep. so, um, and in those times here, for me, I just thought to myself, just relax, and just ride it out, and you know, it was, any anything I did would have just caused a problem, so you sometimes, if you're feeling really stressed, and you're at least in a straight line, Sometimes, you know, just trying to ease, easily slow it down. Don't do anything too dramatic and just stay calm and relaxed, mm-hmm. um, which at times like those can be a bit stressful. Um, mm-hmm. What else? Uh, sometimes bringing your knees in can help avoid uh, speed wobbles a little bit. Yeah. Um, and also, obviously, if you, go, if you are in a, in a, going down in a straight line and you, you're getting a little bit too quick, just raising your body a little bit and just giving yourself a little bit of extra resistance can just slow you down that little bit yeah. and just give you a bit more stability. Um, one thing that I did have written down here uh, to be very, very cautious of is, uh, yeah, you want to be going as fast as you can when you're racing down hills, um, but you don't want to be taking so many risks that you're going to go across the white line because if you get caught yeah. going across a white line in a race you, and if somebody catches you, you will get disqualified, no questions asked, yep. and you won't be able to appeal it. You'll basically be out. 
So um, it's just not a good habit to get into anyway because you're in a corner and it's often corners are so sharp you don't actually see what's coming. So even in training, that if you go around a corner and over the white line, mm. cars are coming the other way and mm. you know bad timing and you know it could be a major accident. So probably one thing that we're we're really saying here is, is make sure you go out and drive the course. If you can't ride yeah. the course before you race, go out and drive <coughs> it. And if there are any tricky corners, uh, just pull over and just walk through them a couple of times so you can uh, you can remember those and uh, include that in your race plan. If you're not that confident in other things, to not actually ride too close behind other riders. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if you're more experienced, that's not so much of a problem. But other riders can sometimes do things that are a little bit kind of freakish. And mm. um, if you're up someone's wheel, and they break heavily. Yeah, yeah, and you're not ready for it. That you know. Um, but hopefully, those uh, few tips there will help you along your way. And if you've got any specific questions uh, regarding that, just drop us a line, and we can uh, get back to that. It's just a few uh, general pointers. I think at the end of the day, it's just experience, isn't it? It is, and just you've confidence. Just Practice going down hills uh, at, a, at a really good speed, yep. and uh, and just trying to stay off your brakes as mm. much as possible. Mm, mm, definitely. So go out there and practice. Nice. Good work. So it's coach's corner for this week. Coach's corner for this week. So uh, next up we have questions and answers. Beautiful. Okay, so questions and answers. I thought we, I thought we had like a million backed up. Oh, but 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 sure. no. We had like ten. We were even that. So first of all, we're already, let's go. we're already at 28 minutes, mate. The great thing about this show, and I've, I've mentioned this before, and I'm going to keep mentioning it because we're bloody world famous, mate. Um, Ian McFarlane. So we were talking about how uh, we had the Scissor Sister thing with Norman and Macker on there, and Ian was actually the person who put it together. So he just sent us through an email just saying that uh, pretty much that was him. And uh, you know, and I think it's cool that when we talk about things, our listeners are actually the people who generate it. Exactly. But he did have a question, didn't he? He's also got, um, at the bottom, he's got, is it good... Uh, idea to always run off the bike in training. Uh, he started doing 20-minute easy after all his bikes. Uh, one thing I'm, I mean I'm, I'm really big on is, is pretty much always running after your long bike. Yep. Um, running, I don't think it's necessary to run after every single bike ride, but definitely always run after your long bike. Uh, and don't always necessarily do it easy. Some people just go off for a little hobble. Um, Tend to, tend to run that uh, sort of easy and steady. Uh, get a good steady run in there sometimes, and sometimes bump it up to around about thirty minute run off the bike as would well. Would you? Would you go fast? Uh, not off. Not off my long bike. I wouldn't. Uh, but I'd pick it up to steady, which yep. is you know Ironman race pace. Yep. Um, but I probably wouldn't exceed that pace for that one there. Okay. And then obviously, you know, I'd always suggest having a, a separate brick session during the week if you were in your sort of main build up where you're actually doing a good run off the bike. You know. Yep. Anywhere between uh, 45 minutes up to probably an hour and a half. And that's a lesser ride? Uh, yeah, that'd be a shorter yeah. ride, so more of, more of a brick session. And good on Ian, he's going to be looking to do his first Ironman in 2008, so he's kind of sticking to the John Newsom plan. Mate, we like people like that. I just made that up then, the John Newsom plan, but we might be able to patent it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Steve Hollingsworth, what's he got there for you, mate? You're reading it as I'm kind of saying his name. Uh, he says, thanks for keeping up the shows. Oh, that's right. He just had a question on Andrew, who we had on the show a couple of weeks ago. Was yep. it last week? Uh, no, it was probably two weeks a couple ago of weeks now. ago. Yep. Um, interesting to hear, hear the theory behind the cold water baths from Andrew. As he says, there's a lot of anecdotal evidence, but there was one that was the most one of the one of the most plausible sounding arguments I've heard to back it up. Nice. One thing I didn't quite follow was whether Andrew was advocating stretching after exercise, but before the cold water bath or not. Um, it was either or, wasn't it? It was, it was either or. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd tend to probably have a little bit of a stretch beforehand, uh, and, he, and he did get this question asked of him when we were on the camp, and he, he tended to say, yeah, have a little bit of a stretch beforehand, then, you know, and get it, get those, uh, get your replenished, get your, your nutrition yeah. and some, some stuff into you, and then get into the bath. You don't, it's not an immediate thing that as soon as you finish training, you need to jump straight in the bath. Yeah. 
uh, and then afterwards I'd probably recommend having a bit more of a stretch afterwards but as he did said, did say you just do need to be a little bit careful obviously your muscles are going to be a lot cooler uh, so you just need to be a little bit careful with that so. see I've been, I've been actually stretching mainly afterwards having a quick stretch before I jump in and then I have a, the 15 minutes and then I actually just have a good like 10-15 mm. long stretch of the, the main muscle groups that I'm focusing on he also asks uh, thoughts on how long should we stretch for now basically uh, he's asking 5-10 to 10 seconds uh, I think the basic rule is you want to get up to at least 15 seconds at yep. the end of the day. Um, and the reason they say that is that most, it's actually, I think I remember reading once that uh, they want you to get around 10 to 12 seconds, but most people count too fast. So they say yeah. 15. So, so um, you, but you really want to hold a really good stretch for at least 10 seconds and preferably 15. And I say, I generally say repeat it a couple of times yeah, at definitely. least yep. uh, on your main muscle groups. Um, this one wasn't so much of a uh, question, but it was a bit of a link from Matthew Shapiro. Yep. Um, I'm not sure you guys are Gordo fans. So, so we know a lot of you yeah, Gordo fans and maybe following his blog, he's not really uh, in too much of a hurry to get his uh, forum back up because he got uh, some somebody hacking it. Yes, um, hackers. So if you go to gordoworld.com and uh, look at Gordo's blog, he's basically he recently did a presentation um, somewhere or his presentation may be coming up. No, I think he's just going to be something he does when he tours. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Was, was he's, he's basically put all his um, his PowerPoint slides up there. Um, so a lot of it's just bullet format, but I, th- I think there's definitely is some good information up there. So if you go to gordoworld.com and have a look at his blog, uh, you can have a look through those PowerPoints and you might be able to gleam a few things out of there from old uh, Gordo. And we'll probably end up getting him on the show sometime in... Well, we're December. Epic camp. Yeah, we're going to have, have a few times yeah. in Epic. Yeah. Um, we might get in touch with them before then. So thanks, Matthew, for sending that in, and we're sharing the love, sharing the info. Well, that's the way it works, mate. We're going to, uh, if you, again, the, that link will be on our website next week. Um, when we do next week's show, I'll put a kind of a section with all the links from next week's show in there. Uh, next up, we had a question from... Who is it from? John. How do you say that? Lana Cohn? Lana Cohn? Something like that. We'll do that. Okay, I have two questions for you. First, questions and answers. Okay, first, I live in northern United States, and it's about to be cold. I have three options for winter bike training. Spend some money on warm weather gear and continue to do long rides outside on the weekends where there is not snow or ice on the ground. Uh, do long rides outside on my mountain bike. Uh, oh, so basically, should you do long rides? Yeah, should I get gear and basically yeah, do Let's yeah, start again. Yeah, back it up. <laughs> Okay, spend money on warm weather gear and continue to do long rides outside on the weekends. Okay, so basically that's one thing. Or do long rides on a mountain bike. Yep, or or by a compu trainer. Oh, okay, third, I didn't see third. Okay, yep, yep. Mate, I'm all over the place. He's, he's having a shocker. Uh, my, my advice would be, uh, if you've got the finances, um, get a compu trainer. Uh, and what I'd probably be suggesting in winter is probably focusing more on your uh, swimming and your... Yep. swimming and you're running rather than biking but a compu trainer is going to be the next best thing I don't personally think you get a great deal out of uh, mountain biking outside sure it's a nice um, something different and something to sort of keep you in shape yep. um, but I don't think you're going to get a lot of specific benefit out of that and, uh, and and training for long sessions on a bike you'll just get sick even if you've got good if it's that cold yeah so I'd be suggesting if you've got the resources uh, I'd get a compu trainer what's a compu trainer what are you looking at uh, are you looking? Oh, I'm not quite sure. Maybe okay. we should go to compitrainer.com. Maybe they but they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty pricey. Yep. But uh, if you if you do get one, uh, it's it's a lot better than just a standard wind trainer, and you'll be able to stay on it for a lot longer. And a lot of people do manage to get in some pretty good, solid long rides on there. So if you were looking to work on your cycling, 
I think that would be by far the best choice. And it's nice, the, the comp trainer is really cool because it does have some really good motivational aspects. Whereas a wind trainer for a long session, you know, just by itself, killer. it's a killer. Whereas a comp trainer, they have some really cool programs that make it kind of motivational as well. Here's the second question, which is a great question. because he's, he's a bit confused about what ads to click on on our website that make us money. Now, basically, we've got now we've got the coffee ad on there as well. So check out their website. So click on their website and go buy some coffee from them. But at the same time, any other ad, <laughs> basically, uh, generally at the bottom of the pages. Um, and you just basically click it, pull up their page, and then get rid of the page. <laughs> well, you could buy their products or whatever they got. Nah, because no. half of it's crap. But, yeah. um, but that's okay. Um, so yeah, so that'd be cool if you guys can do that because that's definitely one way we can kind of make it with a coin to keep sugar. Cool. Um, next up, we had a question from. I've got, I've got this one. I read this one. Okay, go. Um, it's a big one from uh, Rebecca, who's an Aussie. An Aussie. An Aussie, but she's, she's living in Germany uh, oh, cool. for six months in winter. So. And she was loving the fact she could listen to us because she was, you know, in Germany. Yeah. Kaiser John, ich habe eins festens zwei Brüder. What does that mean? I have one sister and two brothers. <laughs> <laughs> We come here come Boston zum Bahnhof. Where is the train station? Right? I'm a man. I'm a, I'm a multilingual man. You don't get out much, do you? Mate, oh, that's I'm doing my language. Can you can you can you do quite a lot? Or is, is that all you know? I'm not great with the German. My Italian's coming along. My Give me friend, some Italian. My, my French is pretty. My French is pretty good. But uh, no, we'll, we'll save that for oh, okay. next. We'll save that for the next okay. show. Okay. I'm excited. Um, I'm not going to sleep now. So. <laughs> So she had a few um, comments. She actually sent this in a little while ago on um, drafting. She uh, gets a bit annoyed in yep. Australia with fellas that are oh, coming past and, uh, and they don't like chicks going past them and then they speed up and then the, the girls oh. have got to slow down. Um, so I haven't really got any bright ideas on how to get out of that, um, but just try to keep a nice steady pace. And uh, yeah. It's a hard one, that one, because sometimes like when you're racing, you're, you eventually within the ride, you find the group of people who are of similar ability. And so you'll pass people because you think you're feeling better than them. And it's partly because although there's a gap, there's still a draft. Mm. And then when you get to the front, you actually realize it's actually not as easy. And you kind of, then they end up passing you. You tend to find that you rotate with a group of people a little bit throughout the race. And it's kind of a hard thing to do because you kind of lose your own rhythm. Mm. And uh, I think one thing to really focus on regarding that is that just don't let it control your race. So if you feel you're slowing too much down because when you got to the front it was a little bit harder, maybe you just need to break away a little bit um, without attacking too much. But you really, it's really important that you just maintain your own rhythm, your own feeling within the ride. And if you feel you're sacrificing that too much by either going too hard or too easy, you've really got to rein yourself in. Mm. And the other point is you, you mentioned there you're going to try Port Macquarie, which is a bit hillier, um, which, yep. and that'll probably help out quite a bit. The hills... Yep. Just any any remote little hill will really help break up packs pretty quickly. So, yep. uh, so that'd be a big, good call. Try to find a course that is a little bit or has some hills in it, as opposed to um, the old Ironman Australia, which I think was pretty flat. Um, the other can, can you just talk to people? Can you say, look, mate, you know, drafting's really annoying. Like, can, like I know <laughs> what people listen. Certainly can. Yeah. Um, they might not listen. And uh, they have a problem and, as well. Is then you're always looking for the draft busters because you're so concerned about yeah. it. And and she's 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 bang on the money. You know, um, there's a lot of guys that will just get really pissed off by being um, passed by a girl, and they yeah. will try to yeah. speed up. Yeah. Um. And I, and I don't think there's too much you can do about that. It's no. just uh, it's always going to happen. Um. But in in the pro side of things, um, the girls do actually get a separate start in Hawaii and places like that now. So, yeah. Um. Because of those issues, they did used to have a lot of issues with the the top age group guys. Um, racing with the the top um, yeah. pro women, so it yeah. was a bit of a problem. And the other, she had a few good comments as well on the Athenas, saying that uh, she's really against that. She got used to get really annoyed because she had a fat boss who never did any training. Yeah. And he'd go and. Uh, 
do a triathlon and be really overweight and he'd win like the Clyde style, but he just was setting bad, bad, uh, yep. kind of examples, bad for... examples. So she thinks that that's just a load of rubbish. And I think that's pretty much the, uh, the theme that we kind of got when we yep. put that up for a topic a few weeks ago. Yep. Cool. Okay. So moving on. No, we're not. Oh, we're not. There's more. No, that's it. No, that's, that's a show. No, I've put one in there. Oh, you've snuck another I've one snuck in one there. in there from Dr. Sean. Okay. Sean wrote the porno, I call him. Um, he was basically saying Andrew McKay, because last week, again, oh, yes. our show just reaches the world. Yeah, it does. Because last week we had uh, the Australian half, 7.3 champs, and he got 10th, and we were wondering who he was, because he was a Kiwi. Yeah. And Sean was good family friends with him, and he was just saying that his Andrew was fantastic for him, as you mentioned, because he came out of the water. Um, and his sister is also a very good athlete as well, who's done quite well in duathlon champs. No, no, she she, she really got it. she got it third at the world tri champs in her age group uh, in Lausanne this year. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, so Andrew's a fantastic swimmer. Uh, he's done Ironman New Zealand the last two years. Definitely a, a weapon over the half. So good result for him. Yep. Uh, and uh, he's on his way up. Yep. He might be chasing me soon. Yeah. I have to get in front of him first because he swims. So. Yeah. Could, be, could be a long battle. He's going to be first out of the water. Yeah, I'm going to have to get on that bike pretty quick. Um, okay then, so uh, what are you up to for the week, mate? What am I up to for the week? Got a good ride tomorrow. Have you already done? Going out for the Gorges tomorrow, so it's a good uh, one, sort of 175km ride. Who are you doing that with? Uh, I have a few few little boys. A few, few training hacks few out with me. You're going away. I've got to find somebody yeah. else to come in. I'm this training bitch. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, it's... Uh, Cranking on. Mm-hmm. You're cranking, cranking it back up next week. Been a bit of a low-key week this week, sort of recovering from big week. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, next week is uh, holiday on Friday. Yeah, well, when you guys listen to this, the weekend after next, we're going to be doing a half. Mm. Mm, it's going to be pretty cool. I'm off to Taipei tomorrow, so I've got. I've had to work so much this week. It's broken my heart. I hate working. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to work so much this week. I'm off to Taipei, and I've got to teach all these aerobic classes, and, uh, yeah, I haven't learned them all yet. <laughs> so, this is the same. It's... You're not sure if it's Cantonese or Mandarin over there. Oh, it's Mandarin, I think. Gaojoa. If it's Mandarin, that's that's uh, it's, that's what you say. You see, I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm giving you all the language tips what, what, today. What is it? Gaojoa. It's like what the hell's going on, <laughs> okay. sort of thing. Gaojoa. Gaojoa. And then Lido, Lido, I'm guy. This is the ta- taxi instructions. Mate, we, I have my own driver, everything. mate. I don't bloody taxis. We offer everything. Oh, man. You can, this, this might be the blooming language talk soon. It could be. Oh, it could be. We're wasting our time fine, man. Sponsors. Important part, most important part of the show. Wow. This is the, well, it's up there. It's right up there. It's Coffees right. of Hawaii. The Queen K Big Ring Blend is what we're going to focus on today. Okay, uh, so that's very good. It is. It's good stuff. And what we like about it is they are, they are focusing one of their coffee lines to triathletes. Nice. It's, uh, it's fantastic. They were selling it at Kona. It was a big seller. It's got a picture of a hot little triathlete on the front of it. Um, it's only eight bucks for getting a seven ounce either whole bean or ground. And they ship worldwide? Ship worldwide. Nice. So if you go into Coffees of Hawaii. Yep. Uh, and we've got a link to that on our website. And actually on our website, that is the photo that's on there. It is. Or the image. Yeah. So, so for those of you who don't know what, what Queen K means, the Queen Kahamana Highway is basically the main road that you ride on in the Hawaii Ironman. So you start in Kona, um, you come out of town, and you basically hit the Queen K for what, probably about... Most of 50, it really. 50, probably about a good 50k or yep. so and then you come off the end of the Queen K and you go up to Harvey you turn around you come back and then you're back onto the Queen K and you're back into town and then a large part of the run is on the Queen K and you turn off and you go into the energy lab so it's pretty much an iconic part of the race very lonely the under, isn't it? very lonely <coughs> very hot yep. Yep. Um, so they've named this coffee after this 
It's a um, limited, edition, limited edition blend of Kona and Nicaraguan um, co- and Arabic coffees. Nice. Um, so we've got some. We've just just arrived. We're yep, about we're, to grind it, yep, and so uh, we're going to give it a crack. So we'll actually be able to give you a tasting review uh, next yep, week. We'll talk about that next week. But uh, get on there. Support these guys. They're supporting triathlon, and they're supporting us. Yeah, um, which is really cool, which I think is... You know. And bloody hell, it's it's good price, you know. If you go to go for a coffee somewhere, it's going to cost you four bucks anyway. Yeah, um, hell. so so get on there, support these guys. Uh, coffeesofhawaii.net. You know, I can speak something. I can say Calvin Yell. Calvin Yell, what the hell is that? Means mean? I love you. I love you. <laughs> In Dutch. <laughs> My girlfriend's Dutch. I've been going out for her for two and a half years, and that's all I know. Oh, it's bloody beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Okay. So uh, show notes. I'm not going to have the show notes up this weekend. Uh, this week because basically. I'm jumping off here, I'm going to put this online, and then I'm off to Taipei, So, and that's my job. So yeah. I'm going to leave that for this week. But next week, again, all the links that we had in the show will be on the website next week, which is www.ironmantalk.com. You can go to our blog and add comments about um, the pros, the and pros. giving yep. them a bit more muscle. Um, there's a link on our page to do that. Um, you can also, if you want to buy products through Amazon, go through our store, which is an Ironman Talk and then click on the store page and then buy products through Amazon. We make commission on that, which is really cool. And also click on an ad. That's really great. Coaching website. Triathloncoach.net. Nice. And if you have any questions or answers, because we didn't actually have as many as I thought, um, it's dub, dub, dub. Oh, no, it's not. It's just ironmantalk at gmail.com. Mm. And uh, then we can go over your questions. Uh, look forward to catching you up with you guys next week. Mm. We're uh, have a big break, aren't we? Yeah, it's like ten, two weeks for ten us. Ten days probably or so for oh, the next man. show. What am I going to do with my life? <laughs> you can learn some more language, mate. I know. Maybe we should have language. Okay, okay say goodbye in, in what's, what's your French. new language? Um, French. Uh, no, 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 French. Au revoir in French. Au revoir. Au revoir. Here we go. No, I'll say it in New Zealand. See you, mate. See you, mate. We're off. <laughs> See you.